G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. It is the third installment of the Player Battles, and we've got another special guest today. Let's go! And welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey. You can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. Joined as always with Luke. How are you? Good, mate. Always good. Always, always good. good. And I'm, I'm joined with uh, Roy of Coast Destroy. <laughs> hey, boys. How are you? I'm good, mate. Great to have you on. Great to have you on the show. Uh, the the uh, the last one, at least for me, to, to catch on the uh, on the Twitter follows. You're, you're playing a bit of Pikachu games with us there on, on the socials for a little while, but um, I did I, enjoy that. Yeah, I appreciate that you, uh, you you've come on board. Warney gave us a little uh, inside scoop. That you guys were were giving us a little muck around there, but that's nah, all good fun. <laughs> No, you guys are doing a good job. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, Thank good. You, so we've got you on here uh, talking a few player battles. Um, and uh, just like for those who haven't caught up with the other the other boys, we've had Warney and Calvin both on the show, your third cab off the rank. And if you haven't checked those ones out, you can go and click the little link there over on YouTube um, or scroll back in your, your podcast feed. But essentially... The name of the game is obviously to get as many good players in your team, but sometimes you've got to make hard decisions, right? Sometimes, like, unlike Pokemon, you can't catch them all. We've got, to, we've got to make tough choices and cut the players out that we might want to fit in our team. And so this is where we're going to pit some players that are closely priced, high, closely sort of projected average, or maybe sometimes it's a, it's a structured debate on, on what happens, especially with this first sort of player, especially. So, um, yeah, anything to add through there? No, Luke, mate, I'm, I'm ready to rumble. You're let's ready to rumble. It. So, uh, let's, uh, yeah, get, speaking of rumbling. Yeah, get your sound effect, mate. <laughs> let's get ready to rumble! <laughs> Ding, ding, ding. Here we go. So Beautiful. Well, I'm, I'm pretty keen for this first one, to be honest, because there's been a, been a little bit of back and forth on Twitter, uh, especially when Luke put up his team and, and so came to the, the dark side of, of bringing yeah, Doherty into I, his side. Geez, so. I, I certainly copped some heat for, for bringing Doc in, but I like that uh, tidal wave oh. of Doc supporters. I think that um, there's a serious case for him being in your team, and I think uh, I think Roy's going to make that case for us in a sec. I don't think it was the, the, the fact you had Doc in. It was more that you didn't stick to your guns like we said on the podcast. And you <laughs> I'm a turncoat. I'm a filthy <laughs> turncoat. So uh, I'll... I'll throw it over to you first, Roy. Uh, I'm sure you'll have no trouble selling us on Doherty <laughs> and uh, and why we should be selecting him in our fantasy sites. No, it's he's actually the easiest pick this year, Sam Doherty. So easiest you just pick. think about this. In in um, although he comes at a cost, the fact that you know by the end of round one you are already trying to work out how you are going to get him in. You can't possibly sit back yep. and watch what he's doing without having him in. So do I think his price might drop over the course of the season? Yeah, it could. It could drop up to 50000 especially if he has like an injury game or something like that. But put yourself in that position. For you to get him when he's bottomed out, that, what, 50 k you, you would need to have no injuries. You're probably going to have have to have money in the bank. What I'm trying to get a, across here is if you don't start with him, getting him in is not going to be as easy as it yeah. sounds and it might not be for the discount that everyone is looking for. So for him to drop in that price that I've just spoken about, like I said, he's probably going to have to cop 
an early injury to drop because if I speak the truth, I actually think he's a minimum five points underpriced at the moment. Okay. So I don't mind the point you make there. I don't mind the point you make there, um, Roy. He's a guy that's easily capable of averaging 120 for a season. And and the point you make is great because even if he does drop just marginally, He's still exy. Like, how are you going to get him in? Yes. So, I think it's very valid. It's you turn top. on me early here, mate. What's going I've on? Got to, I've got to get on the side <laughs> of the guest, mate. I'll, I'll trade you, do you for Roy. Keep <laughs> yeah, keep please going, do, man. mate. Please. Yeah, right, so we saw the way he finished the year when he had some increased responsibility in the midfield, and that's exactly where he's going to um, pick up the season. So, mm. I definitely think he's going to run through there. And when he's not through there, he's going to be on the back flank where um, he dominates anyway. Now, the key numbers, back in 2017, he averaged about that 117, 118. Mm-hmm. That's how he finished the season too. With It wasn't just a, a small um, bit of data either. It was a significant amount of weeks where he averaged that 118 to finish the season, which is, I think is a direct preview into what we're going to get. So these Uber premiums, they probably need to add, like I don't have the exact number, but they probably need to add two points onto their average to hold their price. So obviously yeah, the way the magic it's, number it's works. Diffi- yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's difficult for them to do that. But like I said, I think he's priced at a number that he's going to cover by, you know, five points. So he's going to have three points up his, up his sleeve, in my opinion. Now, last year, that was unbelievable to come back oh, from his illness. Yeah, yeah. His, his pre-season was purely oh, a pot shot at round one. And yeah, unlikely none of us pot started shot. with him so, because of that fact. Exactly. Now, so you think about where he came from in a pre-season that was basically just to get him yeah. match ready as opposed to a pre-season where he's come off equal career best form at the end of the year and his preseason hasn't been just to get there. It's been to dominate. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's all good points. And it's, it's, it's someone that, like, look, you can have him in your team. To me, it's, it's the price tag and what else you can do with that money. Uh, I'll just, just clarify that. What was that year that he averaged 117? 20. I think it was 2017. Yeah. Okay. Six, six years ago. Just wanted to. Just, oh, just wanted to wow. That one in. The shade. But, uh, <laughs> but no, no, he, he is a gun. And obviously, like, all respect to him. And I, I do have him as my D1. So. As someone who is potentially looking to go against him this year, I will be, like you said, Roy, uh, like at the start of the season, you know, having a few sleepless nights and, <laughs> and sort of stressing and trying to figure out how to mate, get him you, in your my season team. season could be gone before it starts, uh, right? Maybe, but it, the, to, to uh, me... The, they, uh, what's that? Are the Blues playing the first game of the season again? They are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Tigs. Oh, my God, your season's over. <laughs> game one. Thursday what, night, Mitch, what? you're done. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, okay, yeah. Well, Can I just tell you something? Can I just flag something right. with you? When you have to front up to a podcast week in, week out with a shit team, it is tough. Yeah, I know. It's a different kind of season for me this year when I'm podcasting as opposed to last year. I can go under the radar if I had a shit week, but we'll see how that goes. But um, I'm thinking, so, well, I'll return serve to you. Are are you, with Doherty, are you someone that you're confident to whack the C on it? I'm not talking vice captains. Are you happy to, if he's the last player in the the round, to whack the, the C on him if your vice captain's flopped? It's a great question. Traditionally, no, I haven't, despite my yep. utmost respect um, for the guy. Um, my chance to do it was that round, last round last year yeah. where I was seriously considering it, um, but I didn't have the balls to do it. I think I probably ended up um, with someone like Cripper yeah. 
yeah. instead, which was um, a typical sort of soft move. <laughs> Obviously, hiding behind the VC, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I love to do that um, with a dock type. I have changed though. Um, given that um, my confidence is there that he will run through the middle, which he proved to everyone he's not just that chip and mark, um, slow the game down guy that, you know, he does so well. When he's in the middle, he's an absolute, absolute bull and he tackles like a beast in there. Um, given that that is now going to be an aspect of his game, especially with Walsh out at the start, yes, I think I do have the confidence to put the C on him, although I would still... Um, wait a week, and you can do that. I could VC him. Yeah, obviously, that he plays, plays that first round. Mm. So, um, my, my thing there yeah. is that if if you're paying up for an 100, 110 price player, regardless of what position they play, my philosophy would be that if you're paying 110 for a player, that player better be someone that you want to put a C on because you know you've got the likes of Jack Steele, you've got the likes of Dunkley, um, and you know the players like Oliver Brayshaw, all around that similar price marks, mm-hmm. and they're and they're your legit captain options, and so that's why mm. for me it's it's sort of hard for me to justify spending that much on a player like that, even though obviously I do see him as clearly the number one defender. Um, mm. So I think that that's that's the reason that I struggle to sort of pull the pull the trigger on a player like Doherty as opposed to someone like Dunkley, which I do feel comfortable putting the C on him at the end of the round as opposed to Doherty. And I think that, to me, is the difference between the two players when they're both, in my eyes, clear top of their lines, but I just mm-hmm. I see a little bit more upside, a bit more confidence in the role and, and, and consistency of scoring for a player like a, uh, um, a Dunkley. So talk to us then about Brayshaw, Mitch. So- yeah, so... We'll move on to Brayshaw. So he he is someone that I'm obviously very keen on. I think for me it's it, it's twofold. It's the fact that you're saving a hundred thousand uh, dollars from a from a, a Doherty, and it's also the role that we saw him change towards the end of last year. And I and I'm pretty confident that this is going to stick. We saw his role that goes into the midfield um, happen at the same time that we saw Petrarca move a little bit more into the forward line. At the same time, Salem came back into the squad. Um, they've also filled in that wing spot with a Lockie Hunter addition in this offseason. So um, a few sort of things that help me sort of feel like that that role is going to stick for the entire season this year. We've also seen Brayshaw in the past. Now, again, um, to undo my sort of 2017 <laughs> argument as well. It was a little while ago, but Angus Brayshaw, did you know tear down the the season? He's trying to have few, it both ways. Here, few, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> he did tear the season down when he sort of finished strong in 2018, and I think he was what he third in the Brownlow that year, uh, and came mm. home like an absolute steam train. I think a lot of us, or a lot of people who were playing back then, started him. Um, you know, the following season, expecting him to do that. You know, maybe we were just four years too early. I don't know. But it's um, it's something that, obviously, he scores well in the inside mid role. Um, it's not only just the last few games of last year, but previous evidence does suggest that. And um, I just feel a bit more safe that he might be able to get closer to a, a Doherty. Not quite levelling him, but maybe split the middle in betweens where they start and where they might finish, if that makes sense. So, Mitch, is there anything worrying you in terms of your Brayshaw case, the fact that we've now heard sort of little whispers about Salem and maybe his fitness leading into round one? Does that kind of... Does that mean Goody throws the magnets around and suddenly Brayshaw ends up at half-back or on a wing? I think, a I think maybe the half-back. I'm not worried about the wing anymore okay. because of the addition of Lockie Hunter. Maybe the half-back of Salem is sort of under that cloud with the thyroid and that sort of thing. But in that half-back role, I think the worst he'll do is sort of like that 99, which is kind okay. of what he was doing up until that point. Okay. The inside mid is like the upside over the roof kind of role. Um, yeah. 
But the halfback, look, it's not ideal. I prefer him in the inside, but yeah, I think that's the, sort of the way I see it. What, what are your thoughts on Brayshaw there, Roy? Um, he's not currently in my team, but he has been in and out. Um, I did factor in that um, Salem situation as well. My direct thought went, um, what does that do to his yeah. mid-roll? And then I actually got thinking on it, and I thought, I don't actually mind if he's um, if he's mid or half-back yeah. anymore. Yeah. I've just penciled him in as a 100 guys, either in the mid and he's getting his tackles up, or he's on the half-back line getting his marks up. And I feel like it lands... Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. It feels like it lands around that um, hundred mark for me. So I think um, I think he's a very serviceable pick. And if you didn't go with Doherty, I can see why you'd um, go with him. An important thing that you didn't factor in is his helmet, and his, his scoring <laughs> is affected. On helmet temperature, yeah, sometimes he puts this. it in the freezer and he gets brain freeze and he cannot score. You've seen it happen, yet you're willing to back him in. <laughs> it's I just think, irresp- I think it's it's irresponsible, really. Well, Mitch, you know actually. what I think it is? I think it's just a little bit colder out on those wings. I think there's a bit. it's a bit warmer in the midfield, inside. Okay, you know, so the the helmet be. temperature just it responds a bit better in those different positions. It's a bit it, colder. You see it's, the on the wing. it's all science, really, isn't it? <laughs> did you see the game where they put it in the freezer? I did see the game, yes. I do remember the game. Yes, so you, you, know, you <laughs> yeah. know the potential problems you're going to face here. Um, the Is positive, the- though, and I'm with you guys on this, their wings, especially with Hunter coming in, yes. I think he's safe from that role. Yeah, that's, that's the, the one the we don't want role. him in. Don't, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the one um, when we all had him after that awesome finish to the, the previous season. That's when he started to- on that yeah. wing, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, And yeah. that was just putrid. So... Um, is there room for both, Rob? I'm confident those days are gone. Uh, I think there is. I think yeah. you could squeeze um, both. At the moment, um, my back line's probably the weakest. I think yeah. rather than a Brayshaw, I think I go all the way down to um, like a Dacos yeah. okay, at yeah. the moment. Yeah. Yeah, so shaving a, a fair bit of cash back there. But, um, yeah, no, I, I can't come on hating on Brayshaw because I certainly don't hate it. Yep. But, um, You're just a doctor. Choosing between him and Doherty, I'm paying up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the back line's going to do our head in no matter what we do, I think. Yeah, all right. 100%. Let's, let's move into the midfield let's do here. It. And uh, I've, I've set Luke a task here because the next uh, the next argument, the next fight we've got here is Tom Mitchell versus Jelly. Titch versus Jelly. Uh, the two uh, the two nicknames let, there. So let Roy lead us uh, off with Titch. Roy, yeah, Roy, you're arguing on behalf of the pig uh, Titch <laughs> over there. <laughs> the pig. So we're talking about that guy that, Averages has averaged one thirty on multiple occasions. Is again, that what we're talking I'll, about? I'll ask, I'll ask you the season. What I've was lost, the season? Lost this day, uh, debate again straight away. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is just the biggest gift. Even though yeah. you're having this argument, I assume that you're going to start with him as well. Correct, because mate. Correct. It is the easiest, <laughs> easiest pick of the season. So, what he's played at Hawthorne with Sam Mitchell, who obviously hated him for want <laughs> of a better there's word. There's no other explanation, he, really. No, he played him so far out of position and so disrespectfully that it was painful to watch. Now, the beauty of it, watching it unfold, was just thinking, wow, how cheap is he going to be next year for us if if he can get out of that place? Now, he's obviously escaped and he's, um, he's going to be straight back in the midfield. I think the Pies want him for everything that he's good at, finding the pill and getting it out to everyone else. So... It's like 
a pig back in his happy hunting ground. He's in the pen. It's going to be Rolling dirty. And yep. he's, yeah, 100%. I just can't see how this fails. Now, yeah. I'm, I'm nearly at a point where I'm calling 105 a fail because I am so confident of this 110 mark for him to hit. It's 20 points off what he can do. Like, yeah. it's, it's still a mile off his best. Now, the negative is obviously, which, oh, sorry, I'm probably stepping on your toes. No, no, you're, you're good. But the Pies game style is obviously, um, you know, it's not like it used to be. It's not an absolute um, pig fest for everyone. Mm. However, Tom Mitchell doesn't need total fantasy-friendly situation to dominate. All that little pig needs is to be around the ball, and the fact that I think he is around the ball is that his upside is phenomenal. Yeah. Now, look, uh, like like you said off the top, I'm kind of not going to be debating against Titch. I'm kind of probably more going to be trying to convince people to maybe go with Kelly as well. So Titch is in my some team people, too. Yeah. Some people out there are, are not Titch believers. See, though. this is so, the thing, and I've said this on previous podcasts. Correct. I've said... You don't, you don't lose by going with him. The only scenario where you lose is by going against him. If you go with him and he and he doesn't go super well, then most of the important people have him, and so it doesn't hurt your ranking. But if you go against him and he goes one twenty, then you may as well wave goodbye to your season. So, I'm on the Titch bandwagon. And the other thing for me with that is, why bring a guy into your club to? play him out of position? Why bring a guy into your club to play him on the pine? Like, we, we all know he's going straight in the middle. Like you said, Roy, he's going to yep. get dirty. So I just I don't think you can lose on, on that Titch one. But let me talk to you about Josh Kelly as well because perhaps there's yep. room to have them both in there and I've definitely had mm-hmm. both of them at some yep. stages during the preseason. So he's a guy that his scoring is, is linked with his CBAs, which we say for most people. But Kelly, and we've spoken about this on the pod as well, don't be fooled by his light frame. This guy can win it inside with the best of yep. them and he's he's clean as, not not only is he a great fantasy player at his best but he's just so good to watch as well he's just so smooth so if you if you have a look at the GWS CBAs from last year and I'm talking the whole team it was it was cooked it was all over the it shop, shit show. You, oh you've got nine guys in there you've got guys starting <laughs> in there you've got guys ending the year in there it was just an absolute shit show yeah. and I ex- fully expect that that for that to be rectified going into this season. And I think Adam Kingsley will be locking in his core of kind of four or five guys. And it would it would leave me flabbergasted if Josh Kelly's not one of those guys. So in last year, we're talking last year, um, of the nine games where he tunned up, seven of those tons were 115 plus and six of those tons were 120 plus. So when he goes mm. big, he likes to rack them up. So for me... At, at his best, Kelly is a captaincy option. Coming off what he's done in the last two years, you probably wouldn't feel good about it, but he's definitely a guy that if he gets into his season, you could put the VC on him, you could put the C on him. So, that, you know, if he gets his role, um, which I expect him to, then that's a positive for Kelly. Now, the other thing to note is we've got to go back two years. So we go back to 2021. At the start of the season, he started without CBAs, and then basically the minute he got CBAs around that kind of round eight mark onwards, he then went on to average... He, I've got he got it here. forward status, if I remember correctly. That, because that of the year. start, yeah. yeah. So he, mm. he averaged, at the end of the season, 63% CBAs, and during that same time, he averaged 110 yeah. So if it's he, big. Yeah, it is. And 63% CBAs, that's not all that high either. Like, I nah, see a scenario yeah. this year where he goes to 70% CBAs and we're kind of imagining yeah. what he can do there. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 100% with you on this, and there is room for both of them. I totally agree. So yeah. um, I, I'm like you. I can't give a, a real argument against here because I think both of them have so much genuine upside. Even in that um, 
the underpriced premium article I wrote a few weeks ago, yeah. or probably might have even been last week, I had I had to pick three um, you know underpriced who I think are uber premiums, and I went with um, Mitchell Kelly and McRae because. Mm. I think all three have that genuine upside despite, you know, none of them come cheap, but what they can all do is significantly better than what we saw last year. And, like, I mean, Kelly's done – He's done that 116 before. He, he, yeah, he's led he? the league in, oh, in, in he's points. Gone, he's yeah, had a, a 113 season and he's had a 110 season. And in both of those seasons, he had ceilings of 150 plus yeah. points per minute was up near 1.1. So. If we were highlighting Titch's playing out a role, um, I mean, Josh Kelly had fewer CBAs than, than Tom Mitchell. Yeah. So, you know, in terms yeah. of like the upside... Both of them, I think, have the same upside in terms of increase mm. in their inside midfield time. They, so they both fit um, that mould too. Of of there's something new about them. It's not just same old. So we've got new coach at GWS. Yeah. Okay, yes. although he may come with that Richmond game style, I think he's going to kind of solidify those guys in the CBAs. I'm hoping Kelly's one of them, and then obviously mm. with with Titch, he's going to a new club. So it's kind of something's changed, which means that we can have. Um, cause to think that maybe that scoring will increase. The, the, the actually, they actually are very similar in terms of their situation. Like both guys, you know, sort of around that fifty percent CBAs. We know that they can both go one hundred and ten plus. Yep. Both of them have changes in terms of their game style. You know, Titch going over to Collingwood. We've got worry about Craig McRae's system. Yep. You know, Kingsley coming over to the Giants. We're worried about that system with the Richmond ties. They're, they're actually remarkably similar. I guess it's just you know, uh, who who do you believe in in terms of the. Um, the, the scoring upside. Kelly's a little bit younger than, than Tom Mitchell. Um, you know, averaged five points better last year, but, you know, obviously making Tom Mitchell cheaper. So they're both I think, good picks. I think, I think they're both good picks, mm. um, personally. Mm. Uh, I'm struggling in terms of, in terms of structure, how, if I can <laughs> fit as yeah. many as I can. They're actually, to me, are a lot of good midfield picks this year. Um, so it's just in terms of, yeah, what, what can you fit in there? Yeah. So I think with Kelly, I feel like Kingsley. Like he's, he's certainly going to have some of those good Richmond traits, but you look at the the makeup of the team and it's completely different. Like, yeah, that's true. Um, and I think, yeah. and I have heard a couple of things come out of there about you know not being afraid to have an a, an attacking game style as well. So if I if I got wind that Kelly was hitting that going to hit that seventy percent sort of CBA yeah. in you know an an attacking game style. Yeah. That's one ten. He can still go well. Walk up. He'd almost yeah. be a must-have in that situation, in my yep. eyes. Yeah. So, so he's got that massive tick. But I do really want to hear some strong words, or maybe if yes. we see it in the yeah, preseason the games, games yeah. that that could be enough. Um, with Tom Mitchell, one thing I've noticed with him, how much, and you've you've only got to look at his socials or chat to him to, he's just so up and about, like yeah. he's genuinely excited to be there. Yep. Um, He's in ripping Nick. Like, he's a fit little pig at the moment. Um, he's looking sharp as. Yep. Um, I just can't see both of them dropping at all, and I can see them both putting, you know, over 10 on. Yeah, how many can you have? Let us know down in the comments, guys, on YouTube as well. And a good time for me to remind you, if you haven't, guys, already subscribed as well, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Uh, Roy, I don't know if you know, but we're on a we're on a target to 1,000 subscribers. So uh, everyone out there, if you haven't already, uh, go and hit that subscribe button and we would uh, very much appreciate it. Let's move on into the, the final uh, debate here. A couple of forwards now. Um, for you, Roy, we're going again, another... 
Another Blues boy, um, a guy. I think you were from memory hot on last season. Um, started off well, but but didn't didn't end up sort of as high as we might have might have liked. Um, and, and I'm going to be backing in my boy from the the Ruse LDU. So I'll start you over there with Adam Chera. What are your What are your thoughts on him? All right. Okay. Last year he started in a blaze of glory. I think round one. one ten or something. I think he hit. Yeah. yeah, and I think it was from that magical seventy percent CBA. Um, number that we're talking about, he got to showcase what he's bringing to the club. Now, unfortunately, he got, um, I think he got COVID after that. Um, and then I diagnosed him with long COVID. So he took a, a while to recover. He copped some injuries you diagnosed him, did you? Um, <laughs> with the long COVID. I think he was rat test COVID okay. then. I think he had long COVID. I was just monitoring his symptoms yeah, in right, CBAs. Right, right. And that, I think it was that, a, a that, long COVID situation. That was more of a probe um, test probably, from you, wasn't it, as well, Roy? A bit of a probe <laughs> test to determine was. the <laughs> 100%. <laughs> um, now, so what I'm trying to say, he, he had a very interrupted season through um, illness and also injury. So it was very stop-start. Yep. Um, as a result of that, we saw CBAs drop even from that round one. Um now, we got to see a preview towards the end of the year where he started to um, get some legs and his CBA started um, increasing, pushing back up towards that 60% mark, that type of thing. And his scoring reflected that massively. I think um, in his last four games, he averaged about 108. Um, and he had another thumper when Walsh wasn't there, yeah, I think, um, in that Pies game as well. Now, yeah. 129. Yeah, now, he's... He's going to start the season without Walsh, um, I think, from all reports, fit and firing. So it should hit that 70% CBA. I think he can do 105 yeah, oh, look, I, I don't think it's crazy. I think I think it's a legitimate um, play. And again, I'm going to be arguing for LDU. And again, they're remarkably similar in the ways that they both finish the season really strong. Both of them have an injury-affected um, uh, game in their scores on top of the fact that they finished the season strong um, and both have potential increases in roles and and um, obviously with, with the uh, Chera factor you've got the absence of a Sam Walsh. My, my main thing for Chera is that I don't I don't like to have a player that I'm relying on other people to be absent for him to be at his best. I still think that he you know that Blues midfield. You've got you've got Hewitt in there. You've got Cripper, um, Sam Walsh uh, when he's coming back. Doc might be going in there. Um, you know, even Kennedy pops his head in there. Um, it's 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 a deeper midfield um, than maybe we we thought of a couple of years ago. And I think that whilst Chera will be in there a little bit when they've got healthy bodies, I still see him as that guy who is probably more wing first, uh, inside second. Um, so. Again, we don't know how long Sam Walsh is out. We've known he recovers from injuries pretty quickly in the past. Uh, last year with the mm-hmm. uh, with the the dreaded sin, he came back pretty quickly from that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I, for me, I don't. Again, I don't. I don't like to rely on that becoming the reason that I've got a player. Um, as for LDU, yeah. I sort of see nothing but upside for him. Again. When we saw the second half of the year, and I know it feels a bit dirty having a kangaroo in your in your midfield as a as a premium mid, but especially um, when you have to pay for it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, when it's not a cash cow. But to, the way I see it, the 
the the ruse, it's it's time. I mean, it's not not time for anything time. super special, wow. but it's that's time a, to not a be a goal. bottom two. You know, like it's only up from here, right? <laughs> it's time like not you to can't be a you can't two. get worse. Am I wrong? <laughs> You've no, got nowhere to go it's but up. Time <laughs> not to be bottom two. Yeah, I think oh, I think wow. that's probably their catch Great call at training. I think this, I think that's what they when they get in the huddle they go not bottom <laughs> yeah. two. Yeah. It's time to not suck. Yeah, <laughs> but I think you know Clarko's coming in. Uh, you've said it before, Luke. Everyone, yeah, there's got to be. An aura, doesn't there? You walk around with mm. your chest puffed up a little yeah, bit more. I agree you with you that. grow a couple of inches. You know, it's you know. I thought you were going to say you grow a couple of. Uh, hey, we're not talking about your team name. Here, <laughs> so. um, but but what we what we're talking about with with a player like LDU in the back half of the season, averaged 106 on a not so good Ruse team. His CBAs went from sort of that 60 percent in the first half of the year to 80 percent and above in the second half of the year. He he and Simkin are their guns in there. He's not moving from that position in my opinion and um when you're he's been a bit of a slow burn he's gotten better every single season yeah. it's kind of one of those breakouts that I like to pick where it's not completely just throwing a shot out in the dark we've we've seen a good sample size of it already and um the progression to me is sort of pointing that way and uh and I think that price at 93 or whatever he is I think he has a chance to be uh like what you're projecting Chera to do I think he can be 105 plus and be sort of close enough to that that sort of top tier mm. premium uh, mid level. So, yeah, he's got a decent progression. I think you mentioned it, Mitch, but I think he's gone from sort of a seventy-one to an eighty-two to kind of a, a ninety-three yeah, guy. He's been so a he's slow kind of, burn. He's not a guy that's kind of yeah. come out and just has, absolutely smashed it. Has yet? he spent no. any time in, mm. in your team at all, Roy or LDU? No, he's no, he's no. definitely he's not even on my. I didn't invite him to training. He will <laughs> oh, not, no, poor bloke. Um, <laughs> no, he will not spend any time. Um, why on is that? Why, why, why is that? Why are you discounting? He's, he's not a big name, is he? I know you guys love the big names. Yeah, and he's just a he's a premium that plays for North Melbourne. And you're paying for <laughs> no, someone who's said. playing for North Melbourne. Yeah, it's it's just enough to turn me off. I'm a I'm a fan of um, LDU. I reckon. Um, He's a great player, and I agree. He's um, he's moving in the right direction towards that triple figures, um, but no, it's a it's a big no for me. I will say he he averaged all of that, and he only had one win on the season. The only the, the second win that the mm. Roos had was the game that he got injured. So he's done this all in basically every single game lost. He he manages to put up a one forty five, a one twenty seven, uh, a one twenty nine, a one thirteen. Uh, 121, all of them being in losses. Um, so to me, if if they get at least any more <laughs> wins on the board or any more ball in their hands, it's it could it, be one. It, to me it's it's only it's only upside from there. So that's that's why I'm pretty pretty keen on him. Um, I have him a little bit more over Simkin. I just think that he's kind of taken over as that sort of dynamic sort of uh, attacking midfielder but we haven't mentioned yeah. we haven't mentioned as well his name's Luke and it's one of the better names yeah, we've got Luke we've got, we got Mitch we've got, we got everything on here Where's, where are the Roy's at that's what, I took, what I took out of that stat you gave me is they're pretty much um, better off without him they win as many games without <laughs> yeah, him yeah, well, he should be requesting he might trade. not even make the 22 yeah, <laughs> yeah no, well, uh, we'll, we'll get on to Parker um, and let him know that hey <laughs> yeah, 100%. No, I think um, I am with you on that, and he is, he is a good pick, um, especially if you like a unique or if you've got yeah. something wrong with you and you go for a ruse <laughs> or something like that. Um, just sick. I want to put myself through those terrible games. <laughs> realistically, and like I said, I think um, Chera can do that 105, but you make a good point that then when they're fully fit, he is one that will probably get um, nudged back out. Yep. Um, so I'll probably I'll probably bring it back to a twelve point increase. I think he can do that 
that hundred. I think he's priced okay. about eighty-eight, and I reckon he can do the hundred. Uh, that'd still be a decent pick, I think. Um, yeah. I, I think uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, let it, again, let us know down in the comment section below, guys, uh, what your thoughts are and who do you think? Uh, who did we convince you on LDU and the and the the bottom feeder North uh, team? Or, I better or is... give you. I've got a I've got a North squirt for you. Actually, okay. yeah, okay. hit us. So, so you mentioned the um, the two boys at North that are, are going to be the main men in yep. the middle. Um, Simpkin and LDU. Yeah. yeah, okay. Squirt says one of them isn't actually going to be spending the amount of time at the CBAs that you think. Oh, oh okay. And, and did the Squirt reveal which one of, one of these two? Or? <laughs> they did. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, well, we'll leave, we'll leave that for you to break I'm on hoping, your show, hey? I'm hoping <laughs> you no, didn't. No, 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 I'll tell you. <laughs> apparently, um, apparently it's um, Simpkin. Oh, okay. okay. That's okay. interesting. Mm. I don't, like, like halfback? So or? keep an eye... Um, yeah, I don't know where else he Maybe, or ma- yeah. I can't remember if it was um, half-back or like that um, that half-forward yeah. roving role that they like to yeah, run yeah. the extra mid maybe behind like the, the ball. The Sam Walsh sometimes did that, maybe to avoid a tag or yeah, something like, like that. Yeah, and Dunkley, Dunkley yeah, used to do it as well, like yeah. an extra on-baller starting okay. out at the – but um, just uh, don't take it as gospel, but keep an eye on that. Yeah. In the um, preseason watch, okay, just right, having one, extra, one to watch. extra yeah. eye on Thank that. Thank you for that, mate. We've got to We've got to screw it. It doesn't the, actually the affect the LDU, but... Yeah, mm. maybe it's a good thing. More reason to watch the, uh, the kangaroos. There you go. <laughs> just like we didn't <laughs> One need reason enough. to watch the kangaroos, yeah. <laughs> uh, That'll do it for us today, guys. Um, before we get out of here, Roy, let us know what you guys over the traders have got going on. I know you guys got the uh, the Adelaide show, I think, coming up, and draft guides and uh, uh, records and, and lots of things happening. So uh, let us know you know, what the, what the people can do to find all that sort of stuff oh yeah thanks for that so um we're going to adelaide um 25th of february we've got a bit of a live show happening over there so the deal is it's 20 bucks a ticket dreamteamtalk.com you can get your tickets nice. um it's an afternoon show so at 210 the keeper league oh, are, um doing a thing yeah you actually get a free beer oh, um, hey. with your 20 bucks when you come in so Beauty. pretty much Pays covers itself, it um, yeah. Yeah, and then at two forty-five, we're um, we're going on, and we'll just be doing a bit of stuff like um, team reveals and um, something like this, you know, a bit of head-to-head stuff. Yep, and yep. we'll also have, you know, Cal will bring his guitar out and sing a, a song and <laughs> oh, live concert as well. Yeah. We'll all, all hold yeah, hands, bloody oath. Sing so that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever? Have you guys ever seen Cal do one uh, of his live songs? Oh, I haven't actually. I have not. No, I, I was oh, actually mate. watching a few oh, of you your guys old. Are in uh, for a treat. I was watching so, a few uh, of your old videos actually the other day. I was going right into the archives and I was, was seeing some spicy stuff. Some of the first videos. It that you guys is dark out down there. It was. It was Don't good go entertainment, mate. Trust me, it's good entertainment. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's horrible. So we're doing that anyway. So Beautiful. that's at um, the highway. Um, so that should be fun. If you're in Adelaide, especially if you're struggling with your team, between the Keeper League and us and just um, nutting a few things out, you should be able to walk out of there with a pretty respectable squad to take on your mates. And I think the footy record must be coming out maybe this week or, or next, I reckon. That's, if your pre-season hasn't started yet, I reckon when the – when the AFL record drops, that's, that's the time to yeah, that's turn it up a notch. Yeah, yeah it, she's on sure. then. Yeah, beautiful, awesome. Mm. Well, uh, well, thanks for so much for your time, mate. Um, again, thank you everybody for listening along. If you enjoyed the podcast, give this video a big thumbs up. Uh, make sure again you're subscribed, and uh, you can find us on Twitter, Ball Boys Fantasy, Luke at Luke Rojo seventeen, and at Roy DT. So again, thank you very much, guys. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks, Roy. Bye. Appreciate it, mate.